welcome to the Whatever Podcast with Mark Deal. Hey folks, thanks for dropping by again. I'm your host, Mark Deal, and we're sitting around the table today with the family, going to talk about music, movies, books, whatever we feel like talking about. So we have Diana, Letitia, and Natasha, and Rory will join us later for conversations with an eight-year-old. So how's everybody doing? We're good. I think we're all kind of cranky, uh, actually. Yeah. Uh, I'm everybody, everybody was cranky. <laughs> I'm not, <laughs> except for that guy parking wrong. <laughs> I wanted to key his car, but I'm not cranky. <laughs> so what are we going to talk about today? You're kind of the boss of this. No, okay. <laughs> well, let's talk about music to start with. Each show, I'd like to do something about music, you know, make some recommendations and and stuff. So Natasha's had a heads up on this, but... Y'all haven't, so wanting to (laughs) talk about some music that that you like, that you think's underappreciated, kind of unknown, maybe not unknown, but kind of a hidden gem type thing that you'd like to recommend for some folks. Yeah, I don't don't know that he's underappreciated or underknown, but um, the person that I'm listening to the most this week is a guy... He goes by Blood Orange. Um, he just put out a mixtape Friday um, called Angel's Pulse, I think. And it was one of those that I, I couldn't get through the first two tracks without, then I had to start it over and go back and listen to the first two tracks again because they were so good. And I've just been listening nonstop ever since. It's a, he's a guy, it, it's lots of different genres. There's R&B and there's electronic and there's soul and there's blues and there's rock. Uh, like it's, and indie stuff it's he's very creative um yeah so his name is dev hines he's from england this is like his he's put out several albums and then this one was kind of a surprise drop mixtape this week it's great well cool we'll have to listen to it well i'll send you recommendations okay. of like the best song <laughs> okay. well because i've got I, I have two i have two of his albums um but then this one was just a surprise so yeah. i'll send you the best ones okay so we'll add that to the yeah. The Spotify playlist that we make up. He's brilliant. Maybe add some links to some YouTube videos on yeah. the Facebook page. Yeah, so. he's great. Okay. Have you thought of anything, Letitia? I don't know that I'm cool enough to listen to music that nobody else knows well, about or is underappreciated. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been listening to then? So I've been on a Hamilton kick and Broadway shows. So me and Roy have really enjoyed singing, sit down, you're rocking the boat. I will say that. That's not from Hamilton. No, it's not. It, it's <laughs> just show tunes. It's from, from Guys and Dolls. And so we've been listening to lots of that lately too. And I still love that play, but it is extremely problematic (laughs) um but i'm ignoring that and i'm enjoying it (laughs) so me and ro have been listening to that a lot singing um 
driving around in the car. But then I've also been listening to a lot of Rihanna, Rihanna Giddens and Sarah Watkins and Nickel Creek and that kind of music. Okay. That's my favorite. Nickel Creek or just that genre? That genre. How about you? Usually when I listen to music, I'm in the car. And this past week, anytime I was in the car, I had a six-year-old, a seven-year-old, and an eight-year-old with me. So I turned the radio down as low as I could because of all the giggling and squealing. Okay. So I have <laughs> so no you, music you, recommendations you, right now. You have no music. Okay. Well, I'll give you a heads up next time. So you can specifically listen for something. I will say that Sarah Watkins' last album is really, really good. Young in all the wrong ways, and y'all should listen to it. Okay. I will. I got to see Rhiannon Giddens busk in Knoxville um, during the Big Ears Festival. She just was out there playing, and there was a guy freestyling beside her. That was amazing. She's going to be at the Fayetteville Roots Festival in August. And uh, oh, that's cool. That'll be good. I'm jealous because I don't think I can pull off going. <laughs> I've got two trips in September. You've I don't think other, I can you've got other trips in August. Today. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I'll add some of hers to the playlist too, even though she was on last month's playlist. But I'll add some from her newest album. Because that's I what, she, that's to what her she, newest album. That's yet. what she played uh-huh. when she was busking, didn't wasn't it? I've heard a couple songs. It's pretty good. Uh, so the one that I picked was it's an older. CD, and I really have no idea how I came to know her. Was it through one of y'all? Did y'all? We don't know, know who you're talking about yet. I do, yeah. but no, you're the one who introduced her to me. Iggy Vaughn, Origin Stories. You introduced her to both of us. I wonder how I found her. Scrolling. YouTube. Uh huh. Well, I'm glad I did. Uh, Iggy Vaughn. She was born in Missouri moved around I think they had a farm in some place and they lost it and she ended up in Austin trying to make it as a singer-songwriter and working at a waitress at this uh, truck stop and one of her customers hit the lottery and financed her CD for her. Oh, that's cool. that's cool. Yeah, and it's the only one that she's done. And oh, really? Because that's a great CD. It is. And uh, I follow her on Facebook and stuff, but she doesn't post very much. I think she still plays around the Austin area, but her post lister is a semi-retired singer-songwriter. <laughs> She's got a couple of kids now and stuff. But, yeah, her stuff is great. Like that her. that first, or the, her, her one and only album, is wonderful. I'll, I'll be posting some links and stuff to that. You know, St. Francis Fire. And uh, I forget the first song that I heard. Oh, Good Enough. You got really mad. At, well, not mad, but... Um, I don't get mad. When Nashville Star was a thing, right after like American Idol and then Nashville Star became popular. And when you found out that she auditioned for that and didn't make it, you were like, well, this is just crap. Well, yeah, I don't was. trust any of them anymore. She she should have been huge, and I think that 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 CD 
uh, actually did pretty well in on the Americana charts and stuff, but didn't go anywhere nationally and stuff. So if you've never heard of Edgy Vaughn, look her up on YouTube, on Spotify, give her a Okay. Give a listen. Oh, or a little obscure play called Hamilton. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> I told you I listen to music that nobody had ever heard of. My new office mate. That's pretty much that she 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 listens to Hamilton a lot, like <laughs> loudly all the time. No headphones. She's just, just listening to it in the office. That's what we're doing. <laughs> She's great. But. What was that? An album that you got me for Christmas. Uh, mandolin orange. Mandolin orange. I also don't, really love them. I don't know how well known they are. They I might, think they're pretty popular now. Okay. In that, in that genre uh, of music. That's a pretty good album. I might have to list that on the website too. So. Okay, so there's our music recommendations. What was what was that guy's name? Blood Orange. Blood Orange. Uh-huh. Iggy Vaughn. Hamilton. No, that wasn't my recommendation. <laughs> Sarah Watkins. Sarah Watkins, okay. And Rihanna Giddens. And Rihanna Giddens. Yeah. Now they've heard us talk about Rihanna Giddens uh, before, so. Okay, let's move to movies. I was supposed to watch catch up on some horror movies this I week. I can't believe that <laughs> I'm more up to date on horror and have I, been I'm, for some years now. I'm way behind on watching horror movies. We don't, I don't go. You see lost them. your horror movie buddy though, because you used to go see them. Yeah, with he who will not be named. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> gotcha. So, and if I'm gonna watch them at home, it has to be late. Yeah. So, I'll try to catch up. Yeah, you're missing some brilliant stuff. You haven't uh, seen the Jordan Peele movie. I know it. But last night, I was going to try to see if uh, I could find Hereditary. And while flipping through Netflix, I came across a movie that I had wanted to see when it came out in theaters, which I'm actually glad that I didn't see it there. Uh, it was a movie called I Kill Giants came out in 2017 and from the the trailers I got kind of a kind of a little buffy vibe from it it was features I'd say middle school I forget what grade the the yeah, probably middle the young girl is uh, but she's kind of an outcast kind of weird and rebellious re- yeah very rebellious yeah you know there's there's something going on in her life, but uh, she sees her job as protecting the town and everybody from giants that they don't see, but she sees, and she's got all sorts of elaborate uh, traps and stuff set up, and she's always out looking for giants. You know, one of her quotes is when somebody asks her something, she said, I find giants. I hunt giants. I kill giants. I think that, oh, sorry. That might be, I think that'd be a good other tattoo. There's another quote from that line that's a, I think it'd be a good tattoo. So you go through the movie and, you know, you get to see her in school and she's. And the school psychologist is trying to 
dig in and find out what the problem is mm-hmm. and help her. Yeah. And you, you see the giants that she sees, you know, and nobody else happens to be around when she sees them or, and takes care of them. So you go through the movie, you know, partially wondering, is this all imaginary or are they actually real giants that she's killing and nobody else sees? And, uh, and you discover some more about her family and it's, it's really a pretty tough movie. I thought, uh, I'm not going to give all of it away, but you know, she fights giants and I think you're still left at the end of the movie. Not sure if they're all entirely imaginary that she uses as a coping mechanism or if they're a little bit of both. Uh, I thought it was a very good movie. I, I really enjoyed it. I, I did wrote, write, wrote, I did write down a couple of quotes and, uh, and one of my, if I don't get the, I, I find giants, I hunt giants, I kill giants as a tattoo. This other one, uh, I kind of like, uh, if I can read my writing. Then there are times you have to ask yourself, do I want to live my life as a coward or a warrior? I think that's a good tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not going to try to read through the other quote that I got because I won't make it. <laughs> but I would recommend seeing it. But the point is, you did not see Hereditary. No, <laughs> I did not watch. I, I did not see Hereditary. I did not watch any horror movies because what I watched after that was an episode of Midsummer Murders. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> I love Midsummer Murders. <laughs> At least it wasn't according to Jim. Yeah. <laughs> you put on an according to Jim kick. It happens to be on one of the channels that, oh, when there's nothing else on it. It's <laughs> because we've switched. Uh-huh. There's so much quality TV and <laughs> movies. Midsummer Murders is a good show. It's a British. Actually, I would probably like that because I it, do it love is. my police procedure. It's a, it's a British murder mystery whodunit, mm-hmm. Ag- Agatha Christie style. Yeah. But, you know, it's British. Each episode is an hour and a half long. There's anywhere from six to eight episodes per season. Now, it is different than other British TVs because it's been on for like 19 seasons instead of doing three and a half seasons and quitting. You know. Yeah. But. Yeah, they do one or the other yeah. over there, I think. Okay, so we were talking movies. Yeah, well, I'm, so I'm, I'm through with I, saw... I Kill Giants, which you should see. I give it a thumbs up. Even though it's a tough movie. Okay. You have your tissues. Well, the reason why you were supposed to watch Hereditary is because the last movie I've seen is Midsummer, like the Ari Aster horror movie. And so um, that's what you were supposed to watch so we could talk about Ari Aster and how brilliant he is, but you didn't do it. So Can you give us some sort of <laughs> Yes, I know. I'm just review? teasing. I'm just teasing. I don't really... I, I checked out of horror for a really long time. I didn't like any of that torture porn stuff, like the Saw movies and Hostel, and um, just got really turned off of horror for a while. But Jordan Peele brought me back um, with his, with Get Out, and then I saw Us. Um, And Hereditary still looked too heavy for me. Like, 
I I didn't think I was going to watch Hereditary. It looked maybe t- just too much, but um, I was taunted um, with the words, come on, you're a grown up, you can handle it. And then I felt like, well, yeah, yeah, I'm a grown up, I can handle it. But <laughs> and, it, and it was, it was so good. Um, it was horrifying, and but it was really good. So I was excited about Midsummer. How do y'all know? Have y'all watched any of the previews or anything? I've seen the oh, previews, yeah. but it's one that I want to see, but I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, so it's it's not your traditional um, horror movie. It's mostly all in the daylight because they're over in I think it's Sweden, um, out in a field with at this like hippie commune, and it's during the it's midsummer, so it's the festival near the solstice, and so the sun only goes down for maybe an hour or two, and you you know oh Chidi's in it um, from the good play. Uh, good place yeah mm-hmm. yeah Judy's in it he's great um I I don't want to give out I don't want to give stuff away he does Ari Aster does grief so good um like you just the there's a there's a theme of grief in his horror movies I, and it's the horror like everything the, the layers of the psychological horror in his movies are it's the stuff that you know, like it, it's the everyday kind of horror, the horror of having a body, just how gross bodies are and how sometimes bad things happen to bodies. And the, the, this movie starts off, I don't think this is a spoiler. I think even in all the previews, you can tell this starts off with a bad relationship, right? You're watching a boyfriend and a girlfriend kind of their relationship implode and it's all your worst nightmares, right? So it's, um, I mean, if you're dating, um, you know, it's the girl talking to her friend about like, oh, I don't think he's really, I think he's checked out. I think I'm too much for him. Da, 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 da. And then you, and she's absolutely right. Then you see him talking to his friends and they're all like, oh, you got to get rid of her. And um, so you're watching kind of the horror of all your, your worst things. And then there's family layers and it's just every step of the way. It was really good and really awful. And I will probably never watch it again, but I, I do recommend it. I mean, it, it was unsettling and it was two hours and some change. So. Yeah. I've seen some people that have really loved it. I think mm-hmm. the critics like it. Yeah. I think for the most part, the critics like yeah. it. Uh, local uh, film reviewer didn't. And I know the the horror group, Facebook group I, that I'm in, mm-hmm. a couple of the people saw it and they didn't like it at all. Yeah. They, they were very disappointed. But it, It's a different, it's not your tradition. There aren't jump scares. Um, there's not... It's not your traditional horror movie, even though it follows an aunt like it does homage to uh, like Wicker Man. It's very there's lots of Wicker Man uh, references in it, I think. And then just I mean, you can you can see it definitely elements of horror that he's playing with. But it's, <coughs> oh, and it's funny. It's dark funny, but it's funny, um, like laugh out loud a couple of times. So I think he's one him and Jordan Peele are my they've won me over um, that brand of psychological kind of horror that's that's the genre of horror that I like so but yeah I can see if you're if you want you know I can't even think of another horror movie you know but if you're wanting just the traditional stabby the girl that has sex at the beginning dies within 30 minutes like I mean if you want that kind of horror movie it's not gonna be it's not a slasher I don't I'm not a big slasher yeah I did like the torture porn yeah genre some yeah. of it okay. not really porn mom yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your, your, eyebrow, your eyebrows went up <laughs> y'all got any movies you? 
Um, Where'd you go see? You went and saw Spider-Man. Yes, I went and saw Spider-Man and I loved it. Um, I don't know what to say about it. I know Tasha was saying that a lot of people felt that it was a disappointment after um, Avengers Endgame and that it wasn't fair, but I... I mean, no, it wasn't Avengers Endgame, but it was a great movie, yeah. and I think you should go into it knowing that it's it is Spider Man. It's not like there's a different feel to it, and it's not meant to be no the I was, other. I was just saying that I, it was kind of unfair that after the spectacle and the build up and the whole like, "Whoo, this is uh-huh. the year of Avengers," that a movie that that is as good as people say it is, um, that that kind of was in its shadow. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's all. I've heard mostly positive reviews. The not great, I, but I love, I love Tom um, Holland. Holland, yeah. I always want to call him Hiddleston. I'm like that. No, no I'm mixing up names. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, th- I think he is by far the best Spider-Man. I've also heard that. Everybody I've heard yeah. talk about Spider-Man. I mean, and I really, I really liked Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. I pretend that Tobey Maguire's doesn't exist. But I liked Andrews, but I, I love Tom Holland as Spider-Man. He's he's great. Um, we need to go see that one. Yeah, well, I need to see. I need to catch up on Spider-Man movies because I didn't see the other one, the yeah, one before. You should. I've also watched um, "Always Be My Maybe." That was on cute. Netflix that I thought was real cute. I started to watch that. It's good. Um, I mean. It's a romantic comedy, but it's it's real funny. And then um, this actually came out like in 2015 and was in theaters, and I don't remember hearing about it at all. Um, but I found it on Netflix called Mr. Right, and it's Anna Kendrick and Sam Rockwell. And it's a romantic comedy, but he's an assassin that doesn't want to be an assassin anymore. And it Rockwell. is so weird and I th- so great. I think it might be my new favorite romantic comedy. <laughs> There's lots of death. (laughs) And it's funny. But it's funny. (laughs) (laughs) That's our kind of movie. She's really, um, she's Anna Kendrick's character is really weird and has a bad breakup. And then she meets this guy and it's that insta, like things, things move too quickly. But then she finds out that he's an assassin and she doesn't know what to do with that. And she doesn't want him around anymore. And then she kind of realizes that no, maybe like. Maybe she does kind of like that, and she learns about this other side of herself. <laughs> and so then they are a assassin couple. <laughs> so, yeah, it's real weird, but it's, it's good. Um, we went to see Aladdin. I took Rory to see Secret Life of Pets 2. I hadn't seen any other... Movies lately. Except for I Kill Giant. Well, yeah, that was here at home. I did get really kind of tickled, kind of proud that as soon as we left the theater for for Pets 2, Rory was planning to come see the next one. And I said, oh, are they already, you know, are they making the third one? And she said, well, they have to. <laughs> you know, she just... She was breaking down the different parts of the movie and how they did the animation for it. And I was just impressed with with her attitude over it and the way she wants to do the next one. What was the movie that you were talking about her 
where she was analyzed and how they shot it. And that one. Was it that and one? The I thought it was Toy Story. Maybe it was Toy Story. Because I've forgotten about that one. Because she talked about how long it had, they had to spend on each part of it because it was so detailed and so realistic. Yeah, I think it was yeah. Toy Story you were yeah. talking about. She spent time talking about yeah. the technical part. We were going to have movie night the other night because... So Chick-fil-A, their Happy Meal has a little um, movie mm-hmm. night booklet. and So she wanted to do it. So you play games and then you get a free... Um, download off of Fandango. Um, so we had this whole thing like where we had to go get the tickets that she had from the booklet mm-hmm. and we had to pop popcorn. We ended up um, playing cards instead. But <laughs> I was trying to get her to watch Prince's Bride. Like, I think oh, she yeah. would love that and I cannot. She was like, no, I don't think so. So we picked a different movie. We picked um, Chicken Little is what she wanted to watch. And then we didn't end up watching it. I was like, well, next movie night I get to pick. And we were watching Princess Bride. So. Cool. One of the best movies. <laughs> I like Princess Bride. So I guess that's our movie takes. Yeah. Well, we gave thumbs up to everything that we saw. I mean, to be fair, though, I give thumbs up to every movie I see. Yeah. Like, there, there, there are very, I am, I am picky about books. I will, I don't like some books that I read and TV and music, but there's very few movies that I'm just like, nope, I don't like that. That's weird and interesting. I, yeah. <laughs> there are definitely bad movies, for sure. But normally <laughs> I enjoy them for the, the awfulness. Right. Yeah. I usually enjoy bad movies. There's a few movies that I do not like. I'm not going to talk about them because I don't like them. <laughs> Other people like them, but I don't. How about TV? Ooh, has anybody started watching Umbrella Academy? No. You should watch it. You would like it. Somebody needs to make a list of all the TV that I should watch. <laughs> so that you can watch... NCIS. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're going to... No, I'm on the Glades now. Yeah. They were wrong to cancel that one. Yeah. <laughs> There's so much good TV now, like in the age of Netflix producing its own stuff and Hulu. That I mean, there's so much good. I can't... It feels like homework almost, like really fun homework, but <laughs> you can't you keep up. Yeah, there's stuff. so yeah. much stuff, like, and even like in the cultural discourse, you know, like that's, it's, it's hard to keep up. That's why I default to, uh, I can't choose. No, there's, a, so. there's a lot of good stuff out. I, I think I think what we're going to have to start doing is have one night for watching old stuff. Because we're getting ready to rewatch all of Veronica Mars because the new Veronica Mars starts mm-hmm. the 27th on Hulu. So we got to yeah. rewatch all of that. Uh, we're just limited on which nights we have free to do that. Yeah. Well, I just finished um, watching Rami, which is one of the Hulu uh, original content, like where they created it. It's a, he's a comic. I've seen his stand-up set on HBO too, and I'm not sure which came first, if it was his television show or his HBO special. They follow a lot of the same themes, but his name is Rami Youssef. He's a Egyptian American um, 
and he's in his like 20s Muslim devout Muslim but in a way that's very culturally um, you know he's also very secular and American and so it's him wrestling with that trying to not only dealing with the, the racism um, there's a great scene like a, br- and a brilliant episode um, where he flashes back to being in uh, elementary school on 9-11 and just the reaction that he got mm-hmm. from his classmates immediately and how many of them called him a terrorist and how much he was bullied and how he got nervous and paranoid and thought um, that maybe he was connected to the terrorists and there's a there's a a brilliant like nightmare scene where he's uh, talking to Osama bin Laden who has come to visit him in his house like I mean it's like a it's like a you know it's obviously a nightmare it's a dream but you know he's just sitting at the table eating strawberries with Osama bin Laden and the conversation back and forth I mean, it was, it was brilliant and brave. I think it was a very brave and it's funny. It's a funny show. So I recommend that, but I mean, there's so much good stuff out this year. Fleabag is probably one of my favorite TV shows of all time. Um, it was a perfect two season. I mean, it was just, you can't pick it apart. It was just perfect. Um, I loved that. Russian doll was amazing. I have, I've not finished it. I have started it. It's one that's really hard. It, because when I watch TV, Rory is still awake. Yeah. And so I had to keep on pausing every time she walked back into the room. And I was like, okay, just got to got to give that up for a minute. So I need to finish because it was the part that I saw was really good. Yeah. You don't get to watch any TV. And I know that I have to finish Justified. I know. <laughs> any other TV? There's, there's just all sorts of stuff. So, um, they, Netflix has done a reboot of Charmed, which I I watched the original, like occasionally, like if it was on, I, I would watch an episode every now and then. So I kind of know the story, but so I've been watching the reboot and while it is not like brilliant TV, it is not, you know, it is, it is fun and it's very reminiscent of Buffy, um, but not as good. Blasphemy. <laughs> <laughs> but it is when you want something, if you like fantasy and that kind of thing, and you want something just kind of um, light. light and simple. I mean, right. it does deal with some dark things, obviously. I mean, there are demons, but. <laughs> right. But, but not, it's, it's good. Yeah, I'm stuck in Handmaid's Tale because it's I, so, like... I just can't. Yeah, I, that's not one we can binge. We only watch it, like, one episode at a time and then immediately bounce over to, like, yeah, Good Omens I, or something. I haven't been able to watch that. And I, I know... I have to watch Good Omens. Yeah, Good Omens is good. It's it's good. I haven't finished it, but it's good. And I haven't watched When They See Us yet because I think I just need to set aside a night that I'm not going to need to do anything else after because mm-hmm. I've heard that that is... Very powerful and very upsetting. So, and we need to finish. We're bad about not finishing a series. You are too. I know. I get to the end and I'm like, well, I don't want to know. I just can't make myself watch the last mm-hmm. little bit because we haven't watched the last season of Santa Clarita Diet. I know. And we're still way behind on the Good Place. Mm-hmm. Oh, y'all should catch up on that. So. We need to do stop doing that, anything yeah. and just watch TV. Yeah. And horror movies. 
So, so now we've covered music, movies, TV. Yep. Now it's time for what you're reading. Yeah, I and, got. And you and you got nothing. I got nothing to add. I, I mean, I've read like some articles and I've read news and things like that, but I haven't made it. I haven't finished that giant book that I was talking about okay. last time. Well, maybe next time you'll be done with it. And you can give us a thumbs up or thumbs down. Yeah. What is it that you're reading? Uh, the Unconsoled, the one that I talked about during the last segment. Oh. Yeah. You know, we're not, we're not going to talk about it. you so. got to go listen. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Yeah, last time you had, weren't reading anything. But you said you read some stuff. Well, I read anything that I want to talk about is the question. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad well, that you prepared for your podcast discussions well, today. No. <laughs> we didn't know about it until kind of last minute. I think they call yeah. it. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. It doesn't necessarily have to be something that you like. We can take books and stuff and you can say, nah, don't read this one. And that was kind of your opinion, wasn't it? Yeah, so I had read Truth Seer, um, which, I mean, it is probably a really good read if you're in junior high or high school. I didn't think that it, it was, it's a sci-fi fantasy, but and where I was... Looking at it, it made it look like it was an adult um, for my my age range. And I get like, I don't know, four or five chapters into it, maybe a little bit more. I'm like, oh, no, this is really geared towards towards the younger crowd, even though the characters in it are in their 20s. Um, so the premise was really good where it is Earth um, about a little over a hundred years in the future and um, humans have superpowers but they're called um, Gila's um, and the girl that it's about is a, her Gila is that she can read she can't read thoughts but she can tell if somebody is telling the truth or if they're lying and can see their it like greed and what drives them. She can see mm -hmm. um, see that in their aura. And so she has she doesn't trust anybody. Um, she thinks people are horrible for the most part because um, she sees every time they tell a little white lie, even when it's a lie to try to make somebody feel better. Um, no, those pants don't make you look fat. <laughs> kind of thing but anyway um she ends up having there's a terrorist group that is wanting to tag everybody so everybody has like a a watch that they wear that has all of their information on it and so it, it's where everybody has an electronic file on them but it's everybody can see it um, when you when you meet somebody, like you get their information from their watch, and it tells you like basic stuff about them. And so they want to tag everybody with crimes. So if you can never move away from the worst thing that you ever did, kind of thing. And she isn't sure if she agrees or doesn't agree. Um, until somebody gets kidnapped and she's trying to save them. Anyway, the premise is 
good, but the characters are just too, I don't know, they they act and their reactions to situations are more like a 13 or a 14 year old. If it had been written as 13 or 14 year old, they'd be like, oh, this is really good. <laughs> but they're in their 20s and so it just seems really weird that that's the kind of reaction that they're having to things. So, I was disappointed. Okay. Pretty detailed review for a book that you don't recommend. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's a family trip. I was about to say, she gets that from somebody. <laughs> Anything else? No. Not right now. How about you, Meg? I finished the This Is How It Always Is by Laurie Frankel. And I talked about it last time when I was about halfway through. The whole story is based on this family whose youngest child, all of the kids are boys, but the youngest one thinks of himself as a girl and how they have to keep this family secret where when he's at home, he dresses like a girl and he acts like a girl. But then when he goes to school, he has to put on boy clothes and and it's really obvious, you know, that the things that he wants to talk about and play and, and everything. So he gets bullied and just how it affects the whole family. They pack up and move away to get a fresh start. And they move to a place that's supposed to be very liberal and accepting. But then once they get there, they can't tell the secret. They, it's just, they can't open themselves up that much. So they're still keeping the secret. And all the other brothers have an idea on what they need to do to help him. And the parents have their ideas, and the psychologist has his ideas. And it's just a struggle. And just like keeping any kind of big secret, it affects everyone in the family differently, but it definitely affects them. And it kind of... When you have a secret that's really, really affecting you, you tell someone that you trust. So it turns out that each person in the family has told someone that they trust. And then those people tell someone else. So, then you know, it all explodes in their face and causes a big uproar. And then they, the way it's, not solved, but the way they handle it with, okay, this is what we really need to do to, it's not a secret anymore. Everyone knows, and this is what we need to do. But the way they do it in the book was so different than most people could do. I was really disappointed in their solution. So through the whole book, I was really relating to kids that I've had in my classroom and even with different types of secrets and then the way they solved it and ended it, it was just like, well, that doesn't help anything. So I was disappointed in that part of it. But up until the last few chapters, (laughs) I think it's really good and I would recommend it. And then you might have a different opinion of the ending of it It's just not a, because of the type of story it is, there's not a, just a happily ever after ending. There's still lots of things to work through. 
and I didn't really like the way they were working through them. Okay. So you started something else after that? I have started something else. I cannot remember the name of it, but I've only gotten in a two, <coughs> two or three chapters because I take it to the pool and I read a sentence and then check on Rory and then read a sentence and check on Rory. So I haven't had time to just sit and read. Well, mine was, I was supposed to start on Tiguana. Yes, you should <laughs> so read that book. It's really good. But I wasn't in the mood for <laughs> fantasy at the time. And I posted on Facebook for suggestions. Nobody made any. But I did. you told me to read Tiguana. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but then on June 26th, is that when it was? Uh, Anthony Bourdain's birthday. Mm-hmm. And they had to celebrate mm-hmm. his birthday stuff. Mm-hmm. And so you know, I watched uh, a couple episodes of No Reservations. I think it was No Reservations. And and then realized, you know, I've never read Kitchen the, Confidential. the book that made him famous. Mm-hmm. So I downloaded Kitchen Confidential and read it. And I enjoyed it. It's pretty much sex, drugs, and cooking. Mm-hmm. You know, it's part autobiography, confessional on his life. He was pretty open about pretty much everything. You know, he owned up to the kind of person he, he used to be and still struggled with. And, uh, and then it was part insider look at the restaurant business. And inside of the restaurant business isn't pretty. At no. least, <laughs> at least if all restaurants are like that. Yeah. And so I don't know if that's you know. I think it's pretty well known, like that. That's a piece of the industry. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure not every single restaurant, yeah. but well, and even when he he talked about one chef that he got to go see his restaurant, and it wasn't operated like mm-hmm. any of his. But yeah, I I enjoyed it. Uh, I'd recommend it. I was try- I meant to go back and look at one section of it because there's one section that really I really liked, and it uh, he was at rock bottom, and one of his uh, restaurant owners that he'd worked for at some point in his career came to him and offered him a job, and. Uh, Anthony asking for, I, I can't remember, not much money just to, to get by. And the guy, like $20, something like that. And the guy took out a wad of bills and gave it to him, you know, to help him out. And he said, you know, he didn't know, you know, that I was going to show up. He was a heroin addict at the time. You know, he said, I could have just as easily yeah. split town. And he said, if he would have only given me the $20 or so, there's a good chance <laughs> that that's what he would have done. But when he gave him a big amount and showed that he trusted him, that was kind of his turning point, it seemed like. I love him. Yeah. I do too. <clears throat> And then I really liked 
the very end of the book. I'm not gonna read that either. Yeah, <laughs> I'll get choked up. Yeah, well, you but yeah, give it away. Yeah, well, it was just a quote about his life. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I would recommend it if don't be shocked by the language and and stuff. Now, I did wonder about the restaurant business now during the Me Too movement. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's changed any. And it was easy to see, one of the things I thought about reading about it, it was easy to see how uh, people like Mario Batelli, mm-hmm. you know, operated and did the things that they did because yeah. that was really an accepted part of yeah. the culture. And I did notice, I read something about uh, he, uh, he regretted parts of the book because he, he was afraid that it uh, celebrated that yeah. type of culture. And, yeah, uh, he, talk, he was very yeah. and it bothered him. open about that. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd recommend Kitchen Confidential. I wondered, there was, there's like a new book coming out that's a collection of his last interviews, but I don't think it's out yet, but I wanted to read. So, thumbs up to Kitchen Confidential. And Anthony Bourdain. Yeah. Enjoy. So we had all thumbs up. Yours was a halfway thumbs up. Thumbs up and then kind of leveled out. And except for Letitia's. Yeah. Mine was a thumbs down. Okay. I think that's good. Okay, so now it's time for Conversations with an Eight-Year-Old, and here's Rory. How you doing, Rory? Good. Good. So has it been a busy summer? Yes. Did you play tennis the other day? Did you play in a tennis tournament? Yes, I'm still sore. Was it fun, though? Yeah. But it was hot, wasn't it? Yeah. So let's see, what do we want to talk about today? Well, you know, the last time we talked about the story that you and Grana were writing, and apparently y'all have not written any more on it. No. But you still, you have, what, two pages worth? Uh-huh. How about if you read those two pages for us, and then maybe next time you and Grana will work on it some more. Mm. Okay, you want to read those to us? You want to grant? Well, let's start. Let's start over at the beginning. Just read the whole thing. Okay. Once upon a time, there was a girl named Ivy, and one day, Ivy, she went to the woods. Ivy loved to explore and pretend as she gently walked through the forest, the tall trees. The tall trees. She imagined a fairy watching her. She stopped and looked all around and heard giggling. But she kept on walking and the giggling got louder and louder. Suddenly she noticed a tree with a door. Opening the door, she peeked inside. 
fairies were flying around and Ivy could tell they were working together on something. And as she walked inside, she remembered the she didn't leave a trail of rocks. How would she ever find her way out and get back home? She decided she could just ask a fairy to help her get home later. First, she wanted to see what these fairies were working on. What could they possibly be making? The They obviously were. They obviously were very organized and cooperative. Okay, well, that's a pretty good start. Now y'all just have to find time mm -hmm. to finish it. And you haven't finished reading your book. Otherwise known as Sheila the Great. Yeah, you're still not done with it. Mm -mm. Okay, but you have read some on it, haven't you? Okay, so... Maybe next time you'll be done with that. Mm -hmm. So what else have you done? Have you gone to a movie? Mm-hmm. What'd you go see? Um, the Secret Life of Pets 2. Was it good? You want, you want to talk about it or you just want to tell people to go see it? Go see it. Okay. <laughs> and I'm not spoiling anything. You're not going to spoil anything? <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's a good review. Just thumbs up. How about the last time, oh, was that, that wasn't over the 4th of July. When was that? When we playing cards. Do you remember what? Yeah, that was the 4th of July. I don't think so. It was around the 4th of July. It was last July. Saturday. Okay. Made oh. It doesn't really matter. You taught us a new card game that mm -hmm. you and your mama got from a book. I feel like I've played it before. I really do. Can Can you tell us about the game? It's called what was it? King's Ransom. Mm -hmm. How do you play that game? Maybe other people like to play this game. Um, you have a deck of normal cards, cards, and um, you give each person. Was it seven or was it five? Seven. You give each person seven cards, cards, and um, the first two only have kings in their hand wins. And jokers and queens are... Jackson queens, wasn't it? Jackson queens. Yeah, Jackson queens are um, wild cards and... If you play a jack, you can make you can make a person give you a king, king, and um, and you can't play the kings because you want to keep them and get all the rest of your cards out of the hand out of your hand and. 
I think that's mostly it. And you kind of play it like Uno. Yeah, kind of. You, know, you had to play the same, lay down the same suit or that number. Yeah. And if you don't have that, you have to draw. Yeah. Okay. I gave bad luck to Natasha last time we played. <laughs> You're pretty good at that game. And sneaky. Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably because I always say I'm in King Heaven. So y'all think I have a whole bunch of kings when sometimes I don't, but sometimes I do. Yeah. <laughs> You're very sneaky and misleading. Yeah, and sometimes I, um, and if I'm holding them like a normal deck of cards, sometimes I hide, um, um, the same ones behind each other, Heather, so it looks like I have less cards, cards, or I would hide the king in front of the deck and put something behind it, and, and, um, and I would trick you, take you by um, pulling a card and putting it down, and then and you would think the other card was just a normal card, but it would be a king instead. Okay. That was a fun game to play. Mm -hmm. And you even won some of the games. Of course I did. <laughs> I'm good at it. You are pretty good at it. I think I won the other games, didn't I? No. I think I did. I think I won all of them. Nope. Even though I won? Not true. Also, when you, when you, um, what's it called? When you shuffled a fold, you, you gave yourself all the kings. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Granted, I had to check you. <laughs> But if it was, but if I thought you did cheat, he but nobody checked your cards, cards. I had a joker in my hand, and I would take one away from you and try and get as many jokers as I can. You cheat. <laughs> I don't really. Yes, you do. I cheat every once in a while just to put that in people's minds. And yeah, I'm, and, and that's I, why I mostly gave you all the jokers. <laughs> Not the jokers, the jacks. the jacks. I'm thinking of jokers because the new um trick the new um because you don't play with jokers hookers, but it confuses me. Jacks. Jacks. Jacks not jokers. Okay. Okay. You got anything else you want to talk about today? No. No? Okay. I guess that's it. Make sure you and Grant will work on that story some. Okay. And finish reading your book. It's time to finish that one and move on to something else. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Rory. I think that does it for another episode of Whatever with Mark Deal. Uh, remember, you can catch us on iTunes iHeartRadio, Google Music Play, uh, Spotify, I believe is where you can find us if you want to. We also have a Facebook page, so come join our Facebook group and uh, get in on the conversations. Uh, 
Hope you enjoyed the show. We will talk to you later. Bye.